Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members, Eyal, emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers. So you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. The big question is this, if government contracting is supposed to be so easy, why do so many companies fail to win even a single contract while others dominate the market? That's the question and this podcast will give you the answers. In today's episode, you go one-on-one with best-selling author and master business coach Michael Lejeune to learn exactly how to take your government contracting business to the next level. So today I'm going to be talking about something that's really personal. And one of the reasons that I do this is I want to share with you the things that are the most impactful to me growing my business. I have interviewed a lot of high achievers over my career. And when I talk to these people, the common theme that I always run across is it's not a basic business practice that took them to the next level. I mean, those things are great. Those things are very, very helpful. You don't have to get complicated in your business, but the things that delivered the most value to them in their business was usually something personal. It was usually recognizing something about themselves that they needed to deal with. And once they dealt with it, they took this jump to another level in their business because as we make ourselves better, things get easier. And and I'm not necessarily talking about Hey, there's a childhood block from the, you know, from this incident at the zoo when you were four years old and that's been holding you back from success. Could be, but I'm talking about little things that we don't necessarily address about ourselves or even recognize about ourselves that once we do, we can then apply that knowledge to every area of our life, including our business. So it's great if you have a, uh, an amazing RFP process, if you understand sales, if you really get your government client, those things are all great. Those things are all going to take you to another level. And 
And all the advice you hear about basic business fundamentals, all great stuff, all applicable, but the things that you're going to get the most mileage out of are typically something personal. And once you learn to do this as a leader, to uncover roadblocks in your own brain, you start to be able to do this for people on your team. So today, I'm going to share one with you that's been personal to me. I was actually just talking to my daughter last night before we did this podcast, and she shares the same one. And I thought, ah, you're, you're, you're my people, you know, like you get me. And, and the one that I want to share with you, and this is going to sound arrogant for a moment, but stick with me. The one that I want to share with you is being brilliant, but having struggles. And you're like, so you're calling yourself? No, listen, like I know I'm smart. I know I'm smart and I'm good at almost everything. And I know you're saying, Mike, when does the, the humble part start here? Here's the thing. I'm good at everything, but I'm not a master of anything. And that actually makes me lazy. It makes me lazy that I can naturally pick up a new task and and I'm good at it right out of the gate. Again, I'm not going to be on a scale of one to 10. I'm not going to be a 10 probably ever at anything I do. But when I start a task, I usually don't start at one. I start at five or six. Now I may not get beyond a seven or an eight at it, but I often just pick it up and I naturally like, okay, yeah, I understand this. I understand that. And people are always like, oh, beginner's luck. And I'm like, well, I thought this part was, you know, this part made sense to me. And, you know, it, and so I was able to just kind of pick that up fairly quickly and kind of jump on that. And again, what I find is when people are really good at picking things up, when you're really naturally kind of gifted in some of these areas, it makes you lazy at fine tuning it. It makes you really, really lazy at fine tuning it. And so it Again, this is, it's not meant to be a compliment that I can easily pick things up. I mean, I appreciate that I can pick things up, but the fact that it makes me lazy is the part that hurt me for many years in my business. And it makes me lean on my brain and unfortunately shy away from execution. So like, I'm a really big dreamer, a big thinker. And so I... I love, you know, getting behind a whiteboard or grabbing a handful of blank pieces of paper and just thinking, you know, just free flow, thinking, mapping things out, solving problems. But it's the execution of the solution that I typically don't enjoy. And so what happens when you don't enjoy that? You often don't do it. And so it doesn't matter how smart you are. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you're the smartest person in the room. If you're not executing, you're holding yourself back. I have been the smartest person in the room many, many many times in my life and been the 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 least paid person in the room because I wasn't executing at the level that I should be because again I was leaning on my brain and I knew it could solve the problems and there was a bit of arrogance there of like I'm the smartest person in the room why am I not the top paid person in the room why am I not earning the most why is it my business the fastest growing the biggest the best in the room and the challenge again it was always about the execution it doesn't matter how smart you you are if you're not doing that other portion of it. it you know, it, I've always, I've often heard, it doesn't matter if you have the fastest car on the planet if you never put gas in it. If you never put gas in that car, you will never go anywhere or you'll go till it runs out and then you'll be stuck somewhere in the middle of nowhere. You know, and that's kind of like what it is when you are really focused on using the power of your brain versus that execution. It's kind of like putting a quarter of a tank of gas and then saying, I'm gonna drive cross country. And you know, your goals in life are like driving across country and you've only put a quarter of a tank of gas in the car and you start down the road and you 
you don't even think about where you're going to fill up or that you need to fill up and you just pass gas stations and next thing you know you find yourself stranded in the middle of nowhere with no gas and like and, and that's off the metaphor i look there is you you will often find yourself exhausted your your brain is dry you don't know how to solve or get yourself out of the rest of this challenge and yet you know you still have the rest of the journey to go and you don't and you don't know how to fix it and that happens a lot to people who lean on their brain power and don't put in the execution behind it hopefully this is making sense if this even makes sense to one person listening on the podcast it's it's the reason why i recorded it today because again it's a struggle that i've had for many many years and i just wanted to share that with you so how do you recognize that you have an issue like this Here's a couple of things, a couple of warning signs, a couple of red flags, whatever you want to call them. One is that you have a ton of ideas. You always have a new idea, a better way to do something than you're already doing it. You have the next biggest idea in the world. This is going to be the game changer. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, but this is going to be the big idea. And you you may even have a journal of ideas or you know, I use Evernote for a lot of those where I'm just always cataloging ideas because there's just ideas coming out of me all the time. Another one is is you are instantly good at just about anything you try. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's physical. It doesn't matter if it's mental. It doesn't matter if it's social. It doesn't really matter. You're good, and I use that in quotes, you're good at just about anything you try, but you never become a master of it. So you're good at everything, but you never become a master of anything. And you probably have a lot of interest in a lot of different things. Another one is you're typically more focused on creating and perfecting instead of doing, instead of selling and those kind of things. So you're creating that next big product or service or learning a new skill or program or whatever it may be. And I often relate it to like with our federal access program, when we initially rolled it out, it was good enough. It was good enough to sell, but there was always a, you know, let's, let's fix this. Let's tweak this. Let's do this. Hey, you know, what would be a really good feature. What if we added this and you're never going to be done doing that. You just have to, at some point, pull the trigger and say, it's good enough for today. Let's sell it. And then let's keep perfecting it. You see that in software all the time where people come out with version one, version two, version 2.5, that sort of thing. And then there are people that just really, they just want to keep perfecting and keep perfecting. And it's just minor things. Like there's sometimes when, when you're starting where somebody will give you some criticism and you're like, oh, okay, well, let me go fix that. And then you get to a point like where we are today, where I'm like, hey, somebody complained about something, um, but it's the first complaint about that in six years. I don't think we should stop the presses to fix this. Let's include it in the next you know, version that we're going to be working on. But it, it is not a stop the presses kind of issue. If there was a stop the presses issue, I would stop the presses and go fix it. But this issue is not like that. But if you are a creator, if you are really focused on using your brain over execution, it's very easy to go stop the presses. One person was unhappy. Doesn't matter that we've got a thousand clients. <laughs> One person was unhappy. Let's go fix this this. Let's derail everything we're doing because guess what? You enjoy creating. You enjoy fixing. You enjoy using that side of who you are. And so you gravitate towards that instead of doing the things you need to be doing, like selling and growing your business. So 
Here's one more. You're always saying things like, as soon as, you know, fill in the blank. So as soon as we get this next version rolled out, I'm going to ramp up our marketing. As soon as I go to this next training class, we're going to make more money. As soon as I understand how to write RFPs better, we're going to win more contracts. As soon as, fill in the blank. You know, what is the as soon as in your business that is holding you back? Again, this is the, the people that are leaning more on their intellectual side, more on the creative side tend to say these things all the time. And really what you need to be doing is selling right now what you have and then working in the background slowly in an iterative process to improve what you have. So how do you deal with this? How do you deal with when you are the person holding your business back? Because again, you're the creative, you're the deep thinker, you're the idea person, and that's what your focus is. And that's what you really, really enjoy. Well, first thing is, I want to say this, you can't kill that off. Like, that is very, very important because down deep, that's who you are. And you need to find ways to actually fulfill that in yourself. It's very, very important. If you were to shut that down totally, you would actually totally wreck your brain. And you don't want to do that. The thing is, you need to control it, okay? You need to control it and you need to use it as an outlet, not as the norm all day long, every day. So here's a couple of things to deal with this. One, make sales and prospecting activities a part of your daily routine. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that again. Make sales sales and prospecting activities part of your daily routine. Why do you need to make sales and prospecting activities part of your daily routine? Because that is where the magic happens. The more people you meet, the more opportunities you uncover, the more opportunity to sell something to grow your business. That is at the core of running a business. That is the heart and soul of running a business. And that's why it's so important that you focus on doing that. So if you can focus on doing that, that is going to take you your business to another level. And as you do that, guess what it's going to do? It's going to create time for you to do the creative things that you love because you're making more money. You've taken that stress and pressure off of yourself and you've opened up your business to be able to do those kind of things. The next thing you can do to deal with this, sell what you have. Regardless of where you are, sell what you have. You don't necessarily need that next certification. You don't necessarily need to go to the next training webinar or class or workshop or conference or whatever. Yes, do those things. But in between now and six months from now, when you do that training class or get that certification, sell what you have right now. Don't wait for the next thing. Don't wait for as soon as to happen. As soon as you go and get that, don't wait for as soon as you have your next certification. And I see this a lot of times in government contracting where like, well, as soon as I get my 8A, well, as soon as I get my SDVOSB, as soon as I get my GSA schedule, as soon as, no, go sell what you have right now today. The next thing, create an outlet or idea tracking, brainstorming place for you to do this type of thinking, you know, but limit it. You know, don't let yourself just get distracted in the middle of the day when you've got a deadline or you need to be working on a project. Find yourself just working and brainstorming on something. Now, write a note down. Like, don't lose your ideas. Like, write a quick note down and then say, look, I'm going to put a time on the calendar for tomorrow, you know, from 6.30 
to seven. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to think this out a little bit. Give yourself those, those little outlets here and there to actually track these ideas and do some brainstorming, but then put a time limit on it. This is it. I got 30 minutes to think about this. And then I got to get back to the other, you know, business fundamentals that are going on in my business. The other thing, and this is the last point I'm going to make today is find a way to hold yourself accountable to that. It, It could be as simple as a timer on your desk. It could be a timer on your phone. It could be a coach. It could be a mentor. It could be, you know, just filling your calendar with other activities because sometimes if we don't calendar our activities, we just let our day run us instead of us running our day. So that's one of the things that I use. I put activities in my calendar just like you would an appointment. I'll put things on there like record this podcast, edit this podcast, post this podcast, um, you know, brainstorm the next podcast, you know, edit this website, uh, write the copy for this landing page, um, work with this client. You know, all of those things go on my calendar. So any task I have, you know, when I sit down and, and we work out, hey, what's the next version of the product going to look like or any of those kind of things, I sit down and make a whole bunch of tasks and then I start putting those in my calendar so that I know I'm going to get those done. That is one of the main ways I hold myself accountable, my calendar. It's got everything in it. It's how I run my day so that my day doesn't run me. So if, if any of this made sense to you, it's okay. It's okay if you find yourself in this situation. And for me, part of it was checking my ego and saying, yeah, you're smart, but you're clearly not that smart if you're not putting two and two together. You know, it, it's great that you're you're good at stuff out of the gate, but if you're not putting the execution with it, you're going to struggle. And when I figured that out, when I figured that out about myself, that that was just a fundamental shift in my brain that made our business grow, okay? And that's why I wanted to share that with you today. The, there's just little things like that that you can unlock inside yourself that typically don't even cost any money or therapy or any of that kind of stuff. That when you recognize those things and you're honest with yourself, and you address them, you will skyrocket your business. It's literally one of the biggest game changers you will ever deal with. And that is the pun intended. It is a game changer when you unlock things in yourself that are holding you back. They're also holding your business back. And then the better part, like I mentioned earlier, is you'll be able to help others do it. You'll be able to help them do it. So go forth and prosper with this great new knowledge. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, If you have a minute, I would love for folks to, to go in and write a review of the podcast. And guess what? We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.